0: Hi, guys, welcome back to Typically Peachy. We are recording from the original spot, the closet at my home in Minnesota. We're back again. I feel like I just keep coming back. I guess I haven't been back in quite some time, actually, but whenever I'm back here, it just feels like we're starting this thing over again. Not really starting over, but just bringing me back to my roots of this podcast. I love that feeling. Anyway, let's get right into it, because to be completely honest with you guys, I'm a little bit tired this week. I feel like this past weekend just took a lot out of me. To start, we drove down from Chicago to Minnesota, and that drive is not so bad, really. It's like only six hours or so, like six or seven. But the problem is that we always leave after we're done with work. So we end up getting in really late, and then usually we have plans the next day, which is why we're driving in. So that's why I'm tired, because of the drive, but also because of the weekend. So let's get right into it. What's new with me? This weekend, we drove down specifically for two things. One, there was this bar crawl happening in Minneapolis that we wanted to go to with my boyfriend's brother and some of his friends. And then two, my boyfriend's family was having their kind of holiday celebration at their house. So we drove down for both of those things, which all in all, everything was really fun. But like I said, long drive, then bar crawl right away on Saturday, starting in the afternoon, then Sunday, holiday celebration. So boom, 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 a lot happening. Not to mention, we also actually had... Some, I wouldn't say a hiccup with the car, so we rented a car, but originally we had done our car rental, pick up in Chicago, drop off in Chicago, we are going to drive both ways. But then some things happened where we needed to stay an extra day in Minnesota, so we were like, okay, we could either extend the car or we could try to drop the car off in Minnesota and then get a flight back home to Chicago. It got kind of complicated, and I won't go into all the details for you guys, but PSA that if you're renting a car from a car service that has a pickup and a drop-off at many different airports, it is not as simple as you think that it would be. There are fees involved for changing the drop-off location, not cheap fees either, so there were just some situational things that we were not prepared for which made the car renting process a little bit stressful, but it's fine. We figured it out. There was just a lot of little things this week, I feel, that just made me tired. And when I'm recording this, I'm not even fully through the week. So hopefully it dies down a little bit. I know that it's kind of not going to because I have sort of a lot upcoming. Tomorrow, I'm recording an episode for season two of Excuse My Reach, which I am so excited about. This guest is amazing. I'll tell you guys more about it, when it's going to be ready to be released and all of that. But just get excited for it because I'm definitely very excited, ready to kick off season two. I do feel though, having some new perspective after having been on this mini break from my other podcast, that these breaks go by very quickly. At least I felt that this one did. I feel like I just took a break and already I'm back to recording, interviewing with guests again, which of course I love it, it's fun, but I was anticipating it feeling more like a break than maybe it did. And that could just have to do with the time of the year that I took the break, but I don't know, it kind of just made the most sense to take the time now. Regardless, that's what's new with me tired making it through, I'm sure like many of you, so let's make it through together. Let's give ourselves a little bit of a mental break and just enjoy this podcast episode together. We have some fun things to talk about as always, so let's get right into it. What's hot this week? This story, actually, full credit to my mom because she sent me this story and it is absolutely perfect for typically peachy in particular, and here's why. Here's the headline from FastCompany.com. Pantone's 2024 color of the year is everything 2023 was not. So what is the color of the year? Drum roll please. Meet Peach Fuzz. It evokes comfort, kindness, and tenderness. Peach Fuzz has been crowned Pantone's Color of the Year for 2024, a soft, warm shade that is nestled between pink and orange. Peach Fuzz. It is everything 2023 hasn't been, and that is almost the point. Lori Pressman, VP of the Pantone Color Institute, said, I think we can all look through these past years and be pretty clear that this has been a time of ongoing turmoil, and that our need for nurturing empathy and compassion has grown ever stronger. Peach Fuzz marks the 25th anniversary of the Pantone Color of the Year program, which launched in 1999 with the decidingly zen Cerulean Blue. As always, this announcement has unleashed a carousel of collaborations, from a Motorola phone in Peach Fuzz to limited-edition ruggable rugs, doormats, and bath mats featuring peach tones. The Pantone team has also imagined a wide range of applications, from hair dyes and blushes to velvety jackets. Now, arguably any pastel color could provide the calming effect of a soft peach, but there is more to the color of the year than arbitrary color therapy. Every year, Pantone spends more than six months scouring markets from fashion to cosmetics to home decor. This year, the team noticed peach tones popping up across the board from J.Lo's Oscars gown, to snapshots from design guru Kelly Wurstler's portfolio, to lip gloss shades and fuzzy slippers. Pressman says, You want to reach out and touch this color. That was a very important part of our message. As Pantone team members scour, they are looking for a common theme, as well as a mood that rises above the others. In that sense, the color of the year is less a pigment prediction And more a reflection of the times, a mirror of people's aspirations. Pressman says, It's things that we're looking for that color can hope to answer. So it's not, I'm angry, it's going to be a red. It's, I'm angry, what's going to calm me down? So, very interesting, obviously. You guys see the connection to typically peachy. Peach fuzz as the color of the year for 2024. That feels like a good omen, don't you think? This is our year, you guys. And it is sort of a nice, calming, comforting color. Like they said, that it does make you want to reach out and touch it. I sort of get that. I'm looking at it right now. With it just being a color, you know, the fuzz in the name sort of evokes that you do want to touch it. I get it. I don't know. You guys should check this color out. See if it's speaking to you for 2024. I feel like it's a nice neutral that goes beyond the normal creams, whites, blacks, grays. It's cute. It's calming. I like it. If it evokes kindness, then you know what? That sounds like it perfectly aligns with typically Peachy's motto of being kind to strangers. This all makes sense to me, but let me know your guys' thoughts if you're liking the decision, if it makes you feel peachy inside. Alright guys, and we actually have one more story for what's hot. I had to add it in, because the Golden Globe 2024 full nomination list is here. So let's go through it. Apologies in advance if I mispronounce anything, any names. There's always something that I feel like I get wrong, but I try really hard, you guys, okay? All right, first up, and I don't know if these are all the categories, but I'm getting this list from variety.com. So here we go. Best Motion Picture Drama, Oppenheimer, Killers of the Flower Moon, Maestro, Past Lives, The Zone of Interest, Anatomy of a Fall. I've only seen one of those so far, but many on that list I still want to see. Best Picture, Musical, or Comedy, Barbie, Poor Things, American Fiction, The Holdovers, May, December, Air. It's always funny to me that musical or comedy are in the same genre. Like Barbie was so different than Air, but I loved them both. So we'll see who wins that one. Best Director, Motion Picture, Bradley Cooper for Maestro, Greta Gerwig, Barbie, Yorgos Lanthimos, Poor Things, Christopher Nolan, Oppenheimer, Martin Scorsese, Killers of the Flower Moon, Celine Song, Past Lives. Best Screenplay Motion Picture, I'm just going to say the names of the motion pictures. Barbie, Poor Things, Oppenheimer, Killers of the Flower Moon, Past Lives, Anatomy of a Fall. Best Performance by an actor in a motion picture drama, Bradley Cooper for Maestro. Cecilian Murphy for Oppenheimer, Leonardo DiCaprio for Killers of the Flower Moon, Coleman Domingo for Rustin, Andrew Scott for All of Us Strangers, Barry Kogan for Saltburn, Best Performance by an Actress in a Motion Picture Drama, Lily Gladstone, Killers of the Flower Moon, Carrie Mulligan, Maestro, Sandra Huller, Anatomy of a Fall, Annette Benning, Nied, Greta Lee, Past Lives, Kaylee Spaney, Priscilla. Best Performance by an Actress in a Motion Picture, Musical, or Comedy. Fantasia Barrino, The Color Purple. Jennifer Lawrence, No Hard Feelings. Natalie Portman, May, December. Alma Poisty, Fallen Leaves. Margot Robbie, Barbie, Emma Stone, Poor Things. Best Performance by an Actor in a Motion Picture, Musical, or Comedy. Nicolas Cage, Dream Scenario. Timothy Chalamet, Wonka which was confusing when I read this. I didn't realize that Wonka was in the running. Like, has it come out yet? I guess maybe it has and I just missed it. But anyway, I do want to see that movie. Next, Matt Damon, Air, Paul Giamatti, The Holdovers, Joaquin Phoenix, Bo's Afraid, Jeffrey Wright, American Fiction. Best Supporting Actor, Motion Picture, Willem Dafoe, Poor Things, Robert De Niro, Killers of the Flower Moon, Robert Downey Jr., Oppenheimer, Ryan Gosling, Barbie, Charles Melton, May December, Mark Ruffalo, Poor Things. Best Supporting Actress Motion Picture, Emily Blunt, Oppenheimer, Danielle Brooks, The Color Purple, Jodie Foster, Niad, Julianne Moore, May December, Rosamund Pike, Saltburn, Divine Joy Randolph, The Holdovers. Best Television Series Drama, 1923, The Crown. The Diplomat, The Last of Us, The Morning Show, Succession. I never know between The Morning Show or Succession who I want to win. Because this was both their final seasons, I think, this year. Maybe I guess I would say Succession, but I love both those shows. Best Television Series, Musical, or Comedy, The Bear, Ted Lasso, Abbott Elementary, Jury Duty, Only Murders in the Building, Barry. Barry. This category is tough. There are so many great shows in this. I think I want Ted Lasso, because this was also their last season this year. Man, that's going to be a hard one, guys. Okay, best performance by an actor in a television series drama. Pedro Pascal, The Last of Us, Kieran Culkin, Succession, Jeremy Strong, Succession, Brian Cox, Succession, Gary Oldman, Slow Horses, Dominic West, The Crown so much Succession, love to see it. Best Performance by an Actress in a Television Series Drama, Helen Mirren, 1923, Bella Ramsey, The Last of Us, Carrie Russell, The Diplomat, Sarah Snook, Succession, Imelda Staunton, The Crown, Emma Stone, The Curse. Oh my gosh, guys, this list is actually so long. I forgot how many nominations and awards, I guess, the Golden Globes has. Okay, I'm gonna try to say these next ones really, really fast, just so that you have the information, okay? Best actress in a TV series, musical or comedy, Iowa Debris, The Bear, Natasha Leone, Poker Face, Quinta Brunson, Abbott Elementary, Rachel Brosnahan, The Marvelous Miss Maisel, Selena Gomez, Only Murders in the Building, Elle Fanning, The Great, Best Actor in a TV series, musical or comedy, Bill Hader, Barry, Steve Martin, Only Murders in the Building, Martin Short, Only Mergers in the Building, Jason Siegel, Shrinking, Jason Sudeikis, Ted Lasso, Jeremy Ellen White, The Bear. Best Supporting Actor Television, Billy Crudup, The Morning Show, Matthew McFadden, Succession, James Marsden, Jury Duty, Eben Moss Backrack, The Bear, Alan Ruck, Succession, Alexander Skarsgård, Succession. Best Supporting Actress, Television, Elizabeth Debicki, The Crown, Abby Elliott, The Bear, Christina Ritchie, Yellow Jackets, Jay Smith Cameron, Succession, Meryl Streep, Only Murders in the Building, Hannah Waddingham, Ted Lasso. Best Limited Series, Anthology Series, or a Motion Picture Made for Television, Beef, Lessons in Chemistry. We're going to talk about that next. Daisy Jones and the Six, All the Light We Cannot See, Fellow Travelers, Fargo. Best Performance by an Actor, Limited Series, Anthology Series, or Motion Picture Made for Television, Matt Balmer, Fellow Travelers, Sam Claflin, Daisy Jones and the Six, John Hamm, Fargo, Woody Harrelson, White House Plumbers, David Oyelowo, Lawman, Bass Reeves, Stephen Yoon, Beef. Oh my gosh, guys, reading all these was definitely a mistake. <laughs> We're gonna keep going. Here we go. Best Performance by an Actress, Limited Series, Anthology Series, or Motion Picture Made for Television, Riley Keough, Daisy Jones and the Six, Brie Larson, Lessons in Chemistry, Elizabeth Olsen, Love and Death, Juno Temple, Fargo, Rachel Wise, Dead Ringers, Ali Wong, Beef. Best Original Score Motion Picture, Ludwig Göransson, Oppenheimer, Jerskin Fendricks, Poor Things, Robbie Robertson, Killers of the Flower Moon. Micah Levi, The Zone of Interest, Daniel Pemberton, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, Joe Hisaishi, The Boy and the Heron, Best Picture, Non-English Language, Anatomy of a Fall, Fallen Leaves, Il Capitano, Past Lives, Society of the Snow, The Zone of Interest, Best Original Song, Motion Picture, Barbie, What Was I Made For, which personally, I think that one should win, Barbie, Dance the Night, She Came to Me, Addicted to Romance, The Super Mario Bros. Movie, Peaches, Barbie, I'm Just Ken, Rustin, Road to Freedom, Best Motion Picture, Animated, The Boy and the Heron, Elemental, Spider-Man, Across the Spider-Verse, The Super Mario Bros. Movie, Suzume, Wish, Best Performance in Stand-Up Comedy or Television, Just Gonna Read Their Names, Ricky Gervais, Trevor Noah, Chris Rock, Amy Schumer, Sarah Silverman, Wanda Sykes. Alright, and the last one on Variety's list Cinematic and Box Office Achievement Barbie, Guardians of the Galaxy 3, John Wick Chapter 4, Mission Impossible, Dead Reckoning Part 1, Oppenheimer, Spider Man Across the Spider Verse, The Super Mario Bros. Movie, Taylor Swift, The Eras Tour. And for that category, I am very interested to see. Because I don't know which of these generated the most revenue. My guess would be Taylor Swift, The Heiress Tour. But Barbie also made a lot of money. But Taylor Swift, The Eras Tour was kind of unprecedented on how they went directly to AMC. They didn't go through a studio. And then, of course, you have Oppenheimer. You know, Barbieheimer, that was a huge moment this year. And half of Barbieheimer is Oppenheimer. I don't know. Definitely very interesting. Definitely a very long list. I'm sure that we're going to read the winners whenever they happen. So stand by for that. But it is always really fun to see who's nominated, who's in the running. It seems like Barbie had a ton of nominations. So we'll see if they land on top this year. Or maybe something else will sweep. Time will tell. But for now... Those are your 2024 Golden Globe nominations. Alright guys, that's it for what's hot. Now let's get into what's good. I have a book to recommend to you guys. Kind of shouted that out during the nominations there. But first the book, and then the show. The book is called Lessons in Chemistry by Bonnie Garmis. Here's your summary, or I guess maybe the back of the book from Amazon chemist Elizabeth Zott is not your average woman. In fact, Elizabeth Zott would be the first to point out that there is no such thing as an average woman. But it's the early 1960s, and her all-male team at Hastings Research Institute takes a very unscientific view of equality, except for one, Calvin Evans, the lonely, brilliant, Nobel Prize-nominated grudge holder who falls in love with of all things, her mind. True chemistry results. But like science, life is unpredictable. Which is why a few years later, Elizabeth Zott finds herself not only a single mother, but the reluctant star of America's most beloved cooking show, Supper at Six. Elizabeth's unusual approach to cooking proves revolutionary. But as her following grows, not everyone is happy. Because as it turns out, Elizabeth Zott isn't just teaching women to cook. She's daring them to change the status quo. All right, so that's the summary of the book. It was a really good read. It was fun. It had some great one-liners in it. I would say I liked the story from start to finish. I was definitely entertained the whole time. There were elements of it that you weren't really quite expecting. Sort of a twist, but more just an uncovering, I would say, of information as you go but it was a really good one. I don't think I've read anything from this author before, but I know that a lot of people do like this book so much so that they turned it into a mini-series, which I also just finished. And I was very disciplined with myself, you guys, because this was a book that I've been wanting to read for a while, but then the show came out before I had started the book. So I was like, okay, Emma, you've wanted to read this book, Don't spoil it with the show. Be patient, read the book, then watch the show. And I'm glad that I did that because I know it's so cliche to say, but it's also true. The book is usually better than the show. But I will say, for this case, I liked how they did the show a lot. I really enjoyed watching it, and it was not the same as the book. There were some key differences, but I liked some of those changes that they made. I will say though, I think reading it, it almost felt like more was happening maybe than when I watched the show and I don't know if it's just because I kind of took my time more to read the book and I more binged the show so it felt like the story was over a lot quicker when I watched it but that was the only thing that kind of concretely stood out to me because the changes were good. It was just different like it changed some of the storyline a bit. But like I said, I like the storyline in both. So, I don't know. I don't really mind when they do changes like that. What I kind of mind more, actually, is when they try to stick so precisely to the book, when everything has to match, everything has to line up. Because sometimes that story that is written about, it doesn't translate quite as well onto a screen. Elements of it do. But the exact thing of taking every single element of it putting it onto a screen. I don't know. I liked how they did it for this. So, if you guys are interested, I would, of course, recommend reading the book first, then watching the show. The show is on Apple TV. The main character, Elizabeth, is Brie Larson. Also, her daughter, I thought, did so well. She was so cute, and I thought she fit the role perfectly. That actor's name is Alice Halsey, I don't think I've ever seen her before, but I thought she did a phenomenal job. So check it out, and of course, you can get the book at your local bookstore. Again, it's called Lessons in Chemistry. Alright guys, and last up for what's good, your song. I'm picking one from my Spotify-wrapped Top Songs playlist, which I know everyone's Spotify raps came out, and I've been listening to my Spotify Wrapped playlist over and over again. Because of course, it's my top songs from 2023, so I'm gonna love them. But I find it interesting to see which songs from there are not on our playlist currently. Because most of the songs that I listen to over and over again happen to be on that playlist too. Because of course, if I love it, I wanna share it with you guys. I want them all to be in one place. So this is one of those songs that was not yet on the playlist but it's on my top songs playlist this year. So that is One Life by Mike Perry. I have loved this song, I think, since, like, early college. It just makes me want to live to the fullest. <laughs> I know that that may sound cheesy, but truly, it really does. If you guys have not heard this song or you already love it, you can check it out on our playlist, Typically Peachy, What's Good, on Spotify. And now to round out this episode, let's get into need-to-know basis. This week, I don't have anything that revolutionary to say, if I'm being very honest with you, but I did want to share a little bit of an update that I've been changing up a little bit in my life as it pertains to working out. So what happened was the gym that's in my apartment, they were closed for two days, they were doing some holiday get-together thing, and they were using the gym to host it. So the gym was closed, but I was like, okay, I still want to get exercise in, of course. Like, what should I do? So I thought to myself, Emma, you should run outside. Okay, I never run outside. I'm just usually not an outside runner. But there are some beautiful spots around Chicago that I feel like I have not been taking full advantage of. So I thought, what better time than now when I'm almost forced sort of, if I want to run, I have to run outside because my gym is closed. So I did it. I ran outside. And you guys, I love it. I don't know if it's just a phase that I'm in right now. And it's more just about switching up my workout routine and it's keeping it fun. But it has really reinvigorated, I think my love for running which I know that that may not be the most relatable sentence that I just said there. I know a lot of people do not like running and I kind of go in spurts. Sometimes I love it. Sometimes I'm like, oh my gosh, I need to get off the treadmill. But taking it on new terrain, on actual terrain outside, it's made me love it again. And it's also made the running go by a lot faster. At first, I realized that I think I just wasn't recognizing my pace when i was running so i was sort of just sprinting until i was like incredibly exhausted and i was like oh wow a mile went by already oh wow two miles went by already three miles but i don't think it was incredibly sustainable at the pace that i was going so i'm still figuring that out i'm figuring out how to i guess measure my pace while not being on a treadmill because on a treadmill it's right in front of you you can see the distance that you're going the speed that you're going It's a steady speed because you put it on that speed. So I'm getting more into that. And honestly, I do sort of feel like what's made it fun for me too is having my aura ring. I know I mentioned this to you guys on our special episode last week that I got an aura ring and maybe it would be a good gift idea for somebody. And I don't know, reviews have said that the activity tracking on it is not really a hundred percent that I think your apple watch may do it better so for runs I have been tracking it on my apple watch too just so I can see like when I hit a mile when I hit the two mile mark whatever but I still do like tracking the activity too on my aura ring technology does just make it sort of fun and I'm not at least at this point right now very much into goal setting for it I just like being active. I like working out. So I'm not setting any concrete goals right now. I'm just doing it because I like to do it and I'm just trying, I guess, to get used to doing this outside. And I don't think I'm gonna do it all the time. I will say too, I feel like I picked the worst time to get into outdoor running because again, I live in Chicago and it's freezing there sometimes. The days that I did start doing this though, it was warmer out. So hopefully I have a couple more warm days. But yeah, if you are bored of your current routine, you just feel like you want to switch it up a little bit, I don't know, I felt like even though I love working out, getting too much into the same routine sort of makes the process less fun. That's also why too, I switch a lot of times between listening to music versus podcasts versus YouTube videos while I'm at the gym. Because I'm like, I don't want this to feel like it's the same day over and over again. I like having different routines within my routine. So if that's where you're at right now, or you just want to try running outside, some things that I will say. One, please always be safe. Don't use headphones that are extremely noise-canceling. Me personally, I don't want to run when it's dark outside. I will only run in a populated area. I don't want to freak myself out when I'm exercising. I don't want any of you guys to freak out. Just be safe. Let people know where you're going, when you're going, things like that. And then just on the convenient side of it, I haven't been running with like a running belt or anything, which maybe I would get eventually. Again, this may just be a phase for me running outside. I don't know. But I have been really liking leggings that have pockets in them. I can fit everything I need. My phone, my keys, safety precaution elements, everything that I need I can put in my leggings which is nice. I actually just bought another pair of those from Lululemon the other day because they were really nice for that. Also on the workout front, I don't know if I've ever shared this YouTuber with you guys before but I really like Pamela Reef's workouts if you want specialized workouts for your core, any other part of your body. I love her videos, so I don't know, if your gym is closed or you don't want to join a gym, this is just a reminder too that you can make working out fit into your schedule. You don't have to go far for it, you don't need a ton of fancy equipment, you just need to start somewhere. So if you're feeling a bit unmotivated right now, hopefully here's a bit of motivation for you. Try something new, ease into it, make it fun for yourself. And try not to stop yourself before you've even started. Because I feel like that's what happens a lot of times too. People are intimidated to start, so they never do. But there are fun ways to do it, guys. Even if that isn't your baseline way of thinking about working out, there are definitely ways that I think you can get closer to having more of a positive association with it. So that's somewhere to start. I believe in you all. And I will let you know if this outside running journey lasts long for me or not time will tell. Thank you guys so much for listening to this week's episode. I hope that you have an amazing rest of your week, a fantastic weekend. Spend some time with the people that you love. Say something nice to a stranger. I hope you're still living in the holiday cheer. Soak it up. But also, I know that this can be a hard time of year, so find some time for yourself to decompress. Maybe take a run. And don't forget to stay peachy my friends.